This is exactly right. <sighs> We're finally doing a live I Said No Gifts, and I'm inviting you. This thing is going to be wonderful. Some very special guests, gift giveaways, and I'll probably get a haircut the day before so I look really nice. It's June 26th at Dynasty Typewriter, right here in gorgeous Los Angeles, California. That's right, Los Angeles, the home of several Target stores. And if you can't be in LA, we'll also be live streaming the whole show. Tickets are very limited, so go to DynastyTypewriter.com as soon as possible. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is present enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger, and I hope you're doing well. I, uh, you know, do yourself a favor. This is something I've been thinking about. Maybe uh, change the filter on your water pitcher today. I, I, you know, it's time. I know you need to do it. You know you need to do it. It's probably been four or five months since the little red light came on. Give yourself that little treat of switching out the filter. I don't know if it's going to make any difference, but uh, it'll feel like you accomplished something today. And then keep listening to this podcast, because right now I'm so thrilled, just excited, and my heart is pounding because we've got a terrific <laughs> guest, none other than Chris Fairbanks. Chris, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Hello, Bridger. Thank you for having me. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you perfectly. We're living in a technological period that is absolutely insane, and we, uh, you had a little a little technological bump getting into the podcast. Let's be yes, honest. Yes, it is a personal issue with me. I am now involving all three of my devices because <laughs> when left when left to my devices, I will use you them. That's, you essentially uh, have a like a three camera setup here to be on Zoom. Yes, yes, I have the. I am looking at my phone, but I am recording to my left, recording on the uh, on the computer. But I am using the actual recording as the device in front of me. It's I, the uh, perfect setup. Yes, yes, it's it really actually is. a late night talk show at this point. <laughs> but you also, I, I have to say, the last time I saw you, your hair was significantly shorter. Your hair looks incredible. It's this is obviously an effect of quarantine and uh you know not being able to go to the barber or whatever but i is this the first time your hair has been this length i walked by my barber the other day and he almost insisted i come in immediately they're <laughs> down at the bottom of the street uh but i said no i'm gonna see how this affects my life to look like a a roaming traveling uh murderer man. <laughs> but some people like the hair they're like oh your curls other people do a double take and I look like uh, uh, someone scary to them. So it's been a fun experiment. 
I think it's a really, truly, this isn't just saying it just because everyone says your hair looks good when it changes. No, I think that this is a good look for you. Oh, I think thank that you. Long term, this quarantine is going to have enough. I think this may be the return of a lot of male ponytails. I think <laughs> a year from now, 70% of the male population is going to have a glimmering ponytail. Oh, thank God. They have been missed. They've, they've been... My favorite part of a ponytail is the a man's neck hair when they don't. There's the shorter hairs that didn't quite make the cut when it came to <laughs> ponytail uh, service. So they'll just have these kind of little curly baby hairs on their neck, oh. which I always want to shave. You know what I mean? It looks I, like... I've never noticed this, but it's a kind of like a disgusting downy baby hair. Yeah, you're in a weird position because if you shave them, that's a level of grooming that everyone's going to notice and look weird. But if you don't shave them, it looks like someone emptied a vacuum on your neck. Oh, just, no. Just a bunch of garbage. The I, is... I've always been self-conscious about neck hair. Oh, of course. Of course. I yeah. mean, I guess the hope there is that your ponytail is just so gorgeous that nobody notices what's going on beneath it. Yeah, yeah. You hope for that. And then you also hope that if you see this neck hair, that it stops at the back, yeah. <laughs> which I've always been lucky there. Just between you and me, I have no back hair. Now, with the back, see, uh, neck hair for me, who are you able to shave it yourself? I am. I am. I'm pretty good at I've given myself haircuts. Uh, oh. uh I, I, uh, it's hard when you involve a mirror because then you're the opposite. You try right. to go to the right and you go, you end up cutting off your ear instead. But I, so how uh, are you doing it? I just on blind faith and, and the, and the ability to know my surroundings, I close my eyes. I put on a clipper attachment. That part's very important. Oh, <laughs> and sure. And then I sure. just kind of feel it out, you know, like I imagine Ray Charles to play piano. <laughs> That's a high-risk activity. I, I've attempted it before, and then I just immediately give up. Uh, give up. I don't have the coordination. I don't yeah. trust either of my hands or my brain to be working behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. And then when you're done, you really don't know how it looks. One time I cut my hair or just uh, cleaned it up, like with, uh, with clippers. You know, right. I went attachment one through attachment four. Uh, and use the two in between. But I, at one point, the attachment fell off when I was uh, blindly doing a, my neck line, if you will. And right. uh, there was a lawnmower just swipe in the back of my head that I didn't know existed. <laughs> and then I went to a show downtown and uh, someone took a picture of the back of my head and it was hilarious. <laughs> I will send that to you. if it, I would if love it, to see this. Yeah, That's... it is. Uh, a real move now with your current hair like tr truly what length does it need to get to before you feel like uh, this is enough is i feel like you could get to a length that is almost sigourney like sigourney weaver level yeah you know, just where you just, yeah where i'm just running on a on a gridiron spaceship wearing some tidy whities holding a machine gun <laughs> that would be a that great is, look for you that's what i'll let uh, that's when i'll finally cut my hair when i'm sigourney on a ship uh, <laughs> no i'm waiting for gravity to take over because i've always had like look at it just goes up it's amazing to me and i've never had it lay down i've never grown it to wear sure wet it'll lay down but when right. it dries I just want to grow it till gravity takes hold. Right, where the weight can no longer be supported yeah. by the hair and it's just uh, kind of flowing down the sides of your head. Yeah. I wonder what that'll require. 
Because I, right now it's long and it's still going for it. I've thought about it and there's been a lot of requests online. You can really, it's a, it really splits the room, kind of like politics. A lot of people want me to straighten it. Straight? Uh, oh, good grief. That would be kind of like a 2009 emo band look, I think. Yeah, you're, ooh, you're right. I should get a crimper. Whenever my <laughs> sister would crimp her hair and it had those triangular waves, I was like, oh, man, I wish I had straight hair. <laughs> uh, or whenever I'd see that Nelson after the rain video. You know, I there's mean, so many things that have made me want to have straight hair. I assume when it's wet, you get an idea of what it would look like straight, right? If I it if I've put in conditioner and I've left it in and I comb my hair without drying it, it kind of then I have bangs, if you know what I mean. Like, or if then you're it's like down. emerging from a waterfall or yes, something. If we capture that moment during a waterfall shoot, which <laughs> I haven't done since my last fireman calendar. I was just a guest. I'm not a fireman. But they uh my brother-in-law did. He's in one of those fireman calendars, kidding. by the way. Yeah. What? It's really funny because him and his friends were funny about it. What? Uh, the, but he is a fireman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And was it like a charity calendar or what's the deal there? Yeah, it's just uh, they just, without hurting anyone's feelings, I hope, picked all the handsome firemen. <laughs> and and, uh, and it was like a Spokane, Washington fireman calendar. Wow. Yeah, you never think about, because they're... Certainly are the firemen at the station that don't make the cut for these calendars. Right, and that's got to be heartbreaking. Right. Are there yeah. tryouts or how is that even decided? They, Yeah, I know. They just reinforce the fact that they're hard workers and they're good firemen, but they're uggos. <laughs> so uh, step aside. The camera's coming out. <laughs> Climb up that pole to where the <laughs> the unattractive firemen are going to wait till the shoot's over. <laughs> I, f I feel really bad for them now. I mean, I will say, uh, as far as emergency services go, firemen have a pretty good hit rate for being good looking. I yeah. feel like I don't I don't know if it's these calendars that are the recruiting tool for good looking right. men who also want to and women who want to uh, get into the saving people's lives business. Or if sure. it's just by a natural thing, you're good looking and you're. You like to climb ladders, so you're naturally fit. And right, I think the two it's meet. just the first responder thing. They are first on the scene, and you know who shows up early to things is handsome people. Handsome it's, people are always the first people there. I think that they go there. Yeah, yeah, they just don't sleep in. They're, they're Johnny <laughs> on the spot. Or but Judy. I feel like at a party, you know, the good-looking people are always about two hours late. Right. So what's yeah, leisure's different. Leisure's yeah. a little different. It's a little little switcheroo when it comes to leisure. <laughs> but, but the work ethic of these good-looking people, it's just it's incredible early all the time. Now, is there has there ever been like an EMT calendar? Right. Yeah, you that's a good question. Uh, I feel like that there's a market there that we could exploit. I'm willing yeah. to get a camera and uh you know, be behind the ambulance ready to ask people to take their shirt off. Yeah. Where is the mystique in general, the 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 the, the hero th uh, thing that we apply to firemen? Why isn't it EMT guys? Why don't little kids grow up saying, I want to be an EMT when I grow up to be in a shiny, shiny ambulance? Right. You know, I wonder, is it there's uh, 
sitting in the back of an ambulance is just a little too dark. There's a yeah. There's a yeah. you know you're driving around at night and if you end up behind an ambulance and it's brightly lit it up inside, that's not a that's never a happy thing to look into. Right. There's no right. sex there. Yeah, the little kids don't think that's too sexy. But maybe they should have painted them red. These ambulances and then. Ooh. You know, address. I don't know how we address the fact there's bodies in the back. Yeah. That kids don't like that. Kids hate dead or sick people. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to turn the children's opinion around about looking at sick people. Totally. People who are, you know, actively bleeding. That can be fun. That can be exciting. You know, I think these new kids, they what they with what they see online, they're getting used to sickness and death. Right. So why Future not Future kids into- are going to want to be EMTs. <laughs> You never know. You truly never know. (laughs) Now, what are you doing with your time, Chris? What's going on? I, uh, I mean, other than the last 24 hours, uh, desperately searching for the right gift for you. Oh, good. uh, (laughs) uh, I've been in, I've been watching, honestly, the last couple day, uh, weeks, I've been just watching a lot of television. I was, I was really good at first with like, uh, just listening to music and drawing and painting. And then I got into miniature, uh, like dollhouse building. And, oh, beautiful. And I wanted to learn to animate. So that's part of it. I want to put a little clay guy in my bookstore and stop motion animate. Like, and then do kind of like a Wallace and Gromit style. Exactly. Uh, what Gromit. is it called? Stop motion. Yeah. And I've been, everyone's like, when you say you're into dollhouses, people immediately think, I'm into dolls, and I was always, I mean, I'm not opposed to dolls or doll play, but I've always been interested since I was a kid in miniature worlds, and I think it does go to Wallace and Gromit, because when you would see the way they shot that, and then, and and then, like, Paranormal Norman is, like, the newest, right. is that what it's called? I, Where you can or see- I think it's called Paranorman. Paranorman, not paranormal. Paranormal Norman, Norman the paranormal man. <laughs> yeah, that's a guy getting kicked out of a pitch meeting. Uh, <laughs> there, yeah, you can see thumbprints. You know, oh, like, I love it. Like you used to see on on Gumby. Like you can see where a, a, a physical human has been uh, has been manipulating for each shot, and and Paranorman had that. Right. Uh, uh, it Walls was, and it, Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit, which I'm, you know, streaming services, I'm reaching out to you. Put that on your thing. I want to watch it. I want to yeah, watch that, that Halloween that one treat. Of, yeah, the one about the trousers. Uh, right. I love the trousers. And they're, yeah, the, tr- uh, the cheese, they go to the moon and it's made of cheese and crackers. Obsessed with cheese. They are obsessed with cheese. <laughs> Relatable. It's extremely, we all enjoy a little cheese on a cracker. <laughs> and then there's the penguin with the gun. I mean, I could go on and on about Ooh, Wallace I haven't seen that one. Oh, there's, there's I, 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 now maybe I'm just uh, making this up, but I'm pretty sure there's a Wallace and Gromit where a, pen, a penguin wields an actual pistol. Are you thinking of Danny DeVito in the Batman movie? <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. I, yeah. I I also remember this penguin biting Wallace's nose and it immediately just gushing blood. Okay, we're definitely talking about DeVito here. You got your wires crossed. <laughs> 
<laughs> God bless that role. We I, that movie deserved a spinoff. We needed a full Danny in the penguin costume, just you know, going through the sewers and doing what he was doing. That's what I want to watch. It's worth a revisit just uh, just to see. DeVito's work as the penguin. He's horrifying. There's he like so black scary. licorice slime constantly coming out of his mouth. <laughs> it's horrifying. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like they uh, they may have gone one step too far with how disgusting that creature yeah, was. They, like, dude, it was the goal to actually frighten children? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only thing scarier than the penguin is a, a dead body in the back of an ambulance. I'm a big on callbacks. <laughs> Sorry. to look into the back of an ambulance and see danny devito as the penguin kind of doing cpr that would be the situation i would want (laughs) and i have been dreaming lately i'll add that to the list i think because i'm not going out and i'm not drinking like i would i have a i get nervous before stand-up and i'm not blaming it on that or my family history but i do drink before i do stand-up right it's either that or take pills or something. I don't know. So I haven't been performing, so I'm drinking less and I'm sure. not going out. And I dream every night. I've I've told people since my mid-20s that I don't dream. It turns out I was just an alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> and so now I'm just going to think about Danny DeVito in an ambulance. Yeah. I, I mean, I read an article that people are dreaming a lot more and their dreams are becoming more surreal because they're not forming new as many new memories right now and so oh, you're really i think you, our brains are just like going through the files of like oh we can think about this thing now and we can combine it with this thing oh, and wow my dreams have been absolutely insane last me night too uh, and my boyfriend woke me up uh sleep talking and said to me uh i I can't get us into the car in this video game we're playing online. And I was like, what are you talking oh, about? What? Has he done? He was talking or you were talking? He was talking. And, and it was has absolute before? nonsense. Uh, he does talk in a okay. sleep occasionally. Sure, but sure. The things he's saying are now just bananas. Wow. So that I is, guess. I had dreaming? a girlfriend that used to wake up in the middle of the night and be like, we we don't have enough light in here. We have to set up a tripod. Where's my grips? Like she would wake up <gasps> thinking we were shooting something and it happened over and over. She produced this... four films in her sleep. Oh, yeah. She's very successful uh, producer, <laughs> director now. So follow your dreams. It's what I'm saying. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yep. I, I I really don't dream, and I thought there was something wrong with me, but I'll go ahead and admit that I have been also drinking, so I guess it is this memory thing that you mentioned. Yeah, the memory. That's, <laughs> so I got the truth out of you, <laughs> yes, and now I, I brought science into the picture, and immediately you fell apart. Well, when I started this, when I started it, it was me, you guys. When this started, <laughs> I, was, I was working out. I got these resistant bands. Uh, I was started running, even though it's not good for my artificial hip. And I, I was like getting in good shape. I started cooking healthy. Lately, I've been, uh, oh, in the beginning, I was, I was doing a really good job. And, uh, <laughs> and now I am, uh, I have resorted to watching like old, I'm watching Double Jeopardy right now. It's the middle of the day. And I've already had a white claw. So I've, I've kind of, 
That's great. Yeah. That's, you know, you need to take these little breaks and just enjoy yourself. Why not? Yeah. yeah. You have endless time. So what are you going to do? Are you going to always be right on top of everything? I don't think so. Right. I'm just going through a phase right now where I'm an irresponsible teenager, but I'll get back to uh, my dollhouses and other grown up stuff. (laughs) The only thing that really changes in my days is how long it takes me to get ready in the morning. It's just uh, otherwise they're all exactly the same. One day I might take a shower at 9 a.m. One day it may be 1 p.m. But, you know, that's the the variety is the spice of life. And that's the only variety I can get right now. So but uh all that aside, Chris, you know, you came on this podcast. I said no gifts. And, uh, you know, you and I have known each other for a little while now. And uh, we've been communicating uh, about this podcast uh, over the last week or so. The podcast has a very clear directive right there in the title. I said no gifts. And so earlier today, I get a text from you. You say, I'm outside. I'm like, okay, I... Chris is outside my apartment. I threw on some shoes, ran down. You're standing there. You're holding a a, a wrapped object, which I assume is a gift. And you drove all the way over to my apartment. I so I have to assume, is this, did you bring this gift for me? I know. I You looked disappointed when I arrived and I knew that you said no gifts, but I can't help myself. Okay, it's a control issue. Yeah, it's it is about me. I was always domineering during Christmas. I I take over at all birthday parties. <laughs> I even blow out other people's candles. I have a problem. <laughs> have you ever blown out someone's candles? I think as a kid, I you know the, I had some friends with weak lungs, and no one has the patience for that shit. Right, we all want a slice. Come on, bird lungs. And then I'll blow. I'll call them bird lungs. And this is like eight or nine years old. And then I blow out their their candles for them. To do that as an adult would be a real move. (laughs) It's now a goal of mine. (laughs) It is such a good idea. Kill a party immediately. And then leave. (laughs) (laughs) Just a quick blow them out and then just uh, exit immediately. Never speak to anyone there again. There they go. all have to sit in silence eating their cake. I this is a, I love it. That's actually I would love to see that in a movie. Even I know that's a great <laughs> idea. Um, you're okay. So we did talk talk a little bit. I mean, I think you've got a decent amount of things floating around in the the realm of gift giving and gift receiving. Is that correct? Like yeah, like growing up, like hang-ups and emotions and and things like that and yeah where's all this coming from tell me about getting a gift as a kid what was that situation right i mainly christmas uh uh it, it was a stressful time we would go to my mom's parents my grandparents and and they were didn't have a lot of money uh so they would buy the Let's be honest. I regifted you something, and and to me that's normal. I there were years where I would open a gift at my grandparents' house. Uh, it would be some flashlight that you could bend for for working on a for automotive purposes, and there were already batteries in it, and it was dead, and it was taped. the batteries were half dead, and yeah, it was already used, and I would leave it there accidentally. Uh, 
and then the next year they would they would give it to me again. <laughs> um, I we saw gifts that were given like my uncle would receive a flannel shirt and then the next year I got that shirt like right and and they wouldn't spend a lot of money but we had this uncle uh my 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 grandpa's brother who lived in Seattle and it wasn't until recently we cuz we would open a gift from him and he'd say what i get you and we'd all laugh <laughs> every christmas we still say what i get you but we realized he was giving them all the money he was oh. secretly saving all his money he he was a, he lived alone his whole life he saved all his money and he would he would pay for christmas every oh year oh my god and so we've he passed away a long time ago, but my sister and I really love him now because what a sweetheart. I know he was, that is. What he a was sending money worker. ahead of time, just buy all the gifts with this. And then when we'd open gifts from everyone, including him, he'd be like, what is it? But he, wow. bought it. he paid for it. He was, I mean, essentially a true Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah. And That's great. Yeah. And when he passed away, he had saved close to a million dollars. What? Yeah. And and he lived alone in this apartment. I went there when I was a kid. He had all his old TVs stacked. He had the uh, the the newest TV on top, and then the uh, the TV from twenty years before. He kept everything. Right. It wasn't a hoarding situation. He was always well dressed, but in suits that he had gotten from the fifties that he just took care of. Oh, this and, is incredible. Uh, he's such a classic uh, guy. And uh, but he but he left this money to my grandparents and. And when they passed away, not to get serious, but my mom was in need of uh, Alzheimer's care. And all uh -huh. of a sudden, uh, this money came out of nowhere. That is we were amazing. able to put her into a facility. And then when my mom passed, I we that money was split among us. And that's how I paid for my comedy special. So in the end, wow. I, I'm realizing this kind of now uh, is my 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 grandpa's brother who was adopted. They weren't even he's not even a blood Wow. So he really uh, didn't uncle, have to do this. No, he paid for my comedy special. That's amazing. Yeah. God I bless. Just was, I'm sorry I've been talking so long, but I was kind of figuring it out. out no, loud. well, but this is an angel person. I mean, yeah, uh, let's he was give him the a sweetest. few yeah. three minutes on a podcast, I think, is the least we can do. Yeah, I think it is, too. I uh, He, what a kind, sweet man. And uh, yeah, uh, it, but then, it's the best. Uh, but, but, but you didn't all get any of this aside, from him because you told me you're a terrible gift giver. I my it's just there's so many. I feel like I'm a failure every time I give a gift. It feels good to nail it, but I anguish over giving the right thing. And if I can't think of the right gift, there are times where I just don't give anything because I'm not given a gift gift. Card. Wow. I mean, that's an insult. And and last night, last minute searching for you, I was like, I'll just. On Amazon, all and I almost I was thinking about getting a star in your name or some acreage of wilderness. And Karen, had, that's the gift you sent me the list, that's, and that's what she had gotten. Right? Yeah, she gave me a. Uh, there's now a star which is mine. Everyone, leave it alone. It's there's so a star weird. Out Her and I space. don't talk about giving people stars, but I almost that's crazy that crossed my mind. Yeah, we spend. A lot of time together. Anyway, well, listen. Uh, everyone can use two stars. If you had given me another, there's a maybe. I just monopolize space. <laughs> Have you opened the gift I've given you? Of course not. I'm about okay. to do it. Should I open okay. it now? Yeah. I if if we've covered. I I do. 
the the point is I have anxiety over gift giving. I'm getting a little I'm out of breath right now. My back is <laughs> sweating. I don't know if you'll like it. Um I mean, I think but, there's a lot of ang- I mean, it, if you don't have anxiety about giving a gift, I think it means you don't care. I I do care and I care so much that if I can't think of a good gift, you get nothing. And when you get nothing from me, it's because I cared too much. <laughs> <laughs> or you despise the person. Yeah, those I are both nieces, viable. I hope my nieces and nephew are listening. When I <laughs> haven't all of you, you anything, your uncle loves you. <laughs> but I just couldn't think of the perfect thing. And if it's it a ain't lot of perfect, pressure. there's nothing. You get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna open this. It's wrapped up in a the uh, cover of a Time magazine, uh, a Time magazine cover, which yeah. has. I noticed uh, a a Montana mailing address on it. Your, yes, yes. That is uh, this that, your that, magazine, or is this from a relative? Or I think that uh, I was visiting my father, and I took that with me for some airplane reading two years ago. I've been sitting on that magazine, waiting to use the cover for the right gift uh, <laughs> as wrapping paper, and here we are. We find ourselves looking at a hopeful version of bernie from two years ago yeah bernie sanders on the cover two years ago and here we are in a whole new world who knows what's happening uh but also i have your father's home address so if i ever need to visit yes or do whatever i need to gladly accept you i I just head to montana uh tig has stayed there my buddy david huntsberger has stayed there my dad loves comedy and probably knows Uh, who you are he That's follows, great. He knows well, what he knows. What's up, Mr. Fairbanks? I'm coming for you. So just you know, start preparing because yep, he will you not see that as a threat. <laughs> okay, I'm opening it up. Let's unwrap this and react how you want. Don't pretend. Don't sugarcoat it. Okay. Okay. I I can't have an actual reaction yet because I'm determining what this is. So it's like a there's like a clear little bag. Ooh, yes. It's like a very thick plastic that says the unfinished arts. Everyone wears a mask. And now within it, there's like a pink little bag wrapped in tissue. Yeah. And so I still don't. It's a it's a mask of some kind. Is that right? One would think. And this, would think. by the way, uh, is, is this was manufactured a couple years ago. It's why I picked it. Why does it say everyone wears a mask? It was foreshadowing the future. Uh, and I will spoil it a little bit. It is not a mask. And I do <laughs> so not I should know keep why going. it's... Uh, yes, keep going. Okay, it's keep not going. just tissue paper. <laughs> Chris has given me 15 pounds of pink tissue paper. No, there's, uh, there's a rubber band around it, so I've got to open this up. There's still no telling what's in here. And I this joked with anything. them earlier, like, what if in there was just the cut up pages of the magazine with Bernie Sanders <laughs> on the cover? But that is not what it is. Okay, I'm unwrapping further. Oh, what is this cologne? It is a very high quality cologne. I just looked what? online. It is. Uh, I have regifted that. 
And and that to me, that's normal. I told you about my history. I was going to give you a pin that was an enamel pin of a skeleton hand of, of, of Richard Pryor. I'd, I don't know if you're a fan of his comedy. So I was <laughs> that's a big of- swing to give somebody a piece of an artist's material or whatever that they then they're like, well, I'm not that big of a f- I mean, I, I love Richard Pryor and uh, whatever. But like sure. you, you give somebody once I uh, I remember in eighth grade received like a Dixie Chicks album, which as an eighth grade boy who was also decades away from coming out of the closet, I was like, this isn't for me. I'm taking this back to Fred Meyer and getting the Beastie Boys. Of and course. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you, with music, comedy, that sort of thing, you're always running a risk of being of giving them an assignment. Yeah, I've, uh, I I hearken back to uh, sixth grade when I slid a Belinda Carlisle uh, seven inch EP in, uh, in the girl I was dating, her locker, uh, along with a piece of cake. Um, and, uh, she threw her bags in there and the cake went everywhere. And she <laughs> oh. broke up with me the next day at the, uh, Western Montana Fair. So giving, <laughs> giving music as a gift, just assuming she loved the hit song, Heaven is a Place on Earth. I thought everyone liked it, but. Um, she's doing fine now. She's actually a beautiful woman married to a fireman somewhere. But, uh, but well, let's anyway, hope she's yeah. come around on Belinda because that song, let's it's be honest, a I mean, it's a terrific song. piece of music. All the Go-Go's, listen to it now. Uh, it, oh, it's I, a, it hits immediately. You're in a good mood. I love it. Uh, that vacation song. It, oh. I, me and all my friends every year have tried to do a water ski pyramid because of that music video. Oh, I would kill to water ski to that. It is so hard to do a pyramid, by the way. But anyway, back to the <laughs> gift. I'm sorry. Okay, so this this is I, I've already smelled it. I did an immediate smell. It, it smells, smells good. Very it? nice. It's, it's uh, a nice perfume. I'm telling you, there's no parabens or glyceratols or or uh, lead in that. <laughs> it's an organic <laughs> artist series. Whoever uh, the artist. Uh, can, all the that's why the piece of plastic is with it because all the information is on that plastic. Oh, so I, I googled it. First of all, you're not supposed to do this with a gift, but that retails for a one hundred and fifty-seven dollars. Oh, uh, I, this needs to be part online. of my podcast. I had to tell you because I think I've given you the most expensive gift. I, That's a crazy. I price. mean, there's jean jackets in there. I could have given you a a, <laughs> a a mug or a poster from my comedy special. That is a insert. I don't know if it's gone up in value. I'm going to say that's a two hundred dollar. This fragrance. is appreciated. You've given me an investment. Yeah, but it it did come with a piece of art by that artist, and and I guess the artist is the one that poured wax on it or. Okay. So, okay. So, well, first of all, I just want to, I think maybe future episodes, I'm going to do a Price is Right style that's just (laughs) the the least uh, appropriate thing you can possibly do with the gift where I try to guess the price of the gift. I know that was how my mom was weird about gift giving. When when we opened something at my grandparents, she would exhale and leave the room angry because (laughs) based on what it did or didn't cost, she would get so upset with her parents. And then we'd get stressed out. Money, the the value of a gift. My sister and I were raised so poorly in when it came to gift, like the importance of uh, the what what a gift cost. It's like of oh, course. God. Anyway, that cost one hundred fifty seven dollars, Bridger. <laughs> That's an expensive cologne. Is very expensive. 
Which is part, probably part of the reason why I never owned cologne. I couldn't find a gift. That is a gift from uh, Jessica Kelly, my manager. She dropped it by. It, she said, I have really nice cologne. I'm like, you're saving the day. And then I saw that it was called Everyone Wears a Mask. So I have to give her credit. <laughs> Just like my uncle's flashlight the year before. It, it's not n- technically from me, but it was given to her also. And so I haven't done that. Gi- this research. is a double re-gifted <laughs> gift. It may have been re-gifted to the person that gave it to her. It, it, this is a real Magi Triangle or... Uh, pyramid scheme. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But Someone it's not- has <laughs> cut all of their hair and sold it. Somebody <laughs> has. What's the other element of the Magi thing? It's uh. Yeah, I I cut my hair to buy you these fans or to buy you a. What was it? Is it like it a was- watch? Yes. But then what did he give away? Did he chop his hands off and he can't wear the watch anymore? <laughs> he cut his hands off so he can no long, longer use scissors. I feel like a nice <laughs> pair of scissors had something to do with it. Someone sold their hair before they got the scissors. I don't know. We, My drama teacher in high school was in a televised uh, rendition of, of Gift of the Magi. That's incredible. And she would show us a reel of her cutting hair in that. In was that, she good? Uh, uh, I thought she was kind of overdoing it, and and when she would yell at me in drama, I was like, you know what? We all we all know that you overdo it a little bit. I'm Miss <laughs> Johnson. If you're listening, I know that you're probably a. Oh God, I hope she's not listening. She listens to my podcast. <laughs> oh, does she I worry really? so much? I mean, my big fat mouth, Miss Johnson. You've been an inspiration to me, and and I I uh, I became an actor just to outdo you later in life <laughs> oh i've made and we love we loved your turn as uh wife in the gift of the magi does the wife have a do the husband do they have names i feel like giving them names would cheapen the parable yeah. if her name's yeah. like trisha or something that feels yeah, she, she was gift giver number three parentheses <laughs> woman <laughs> i like the idea of a, this being a gift giving triangle like a love triangle where there's some level of backstabbing and deceit and there's yeah. lovers scorned, gift yeah. givers scorned. Okay, so this <laughs> gift has truly, who knows, this could be, this. no one knows who this gift started with. Right. There's no way of knowing. Giving somebody a cologne is an interesting thing because there's a good chance that they're hinting that you smell terrible. This is- I thought about that and I <laughs> felt terrible. I, I was seeing a girl who's still a friend, but we when we broke up, I said, well, I already got you this. It wasn't, we just, I gave her a tooth, I gave her a Sonicare toothbrush. Oh boy. And so she had to receive that and think, oh, he broke up with me because my breath is bad. It's like, (laughs) no, it's a nice toothbrush. You wanted one. My friend, my good friend's an engineer at Sonicare. Uh, He designed this new brush head and he sent me a new brush and, and, and I gave it to, it was a nice gift, but as a parting gift, it will offend. It does. Be, it's a little like work on that for the next person. <laughs> I know. I still, I still <laughs> flinch when I think about it. But uh, <laughs> but you were truly just worried about her gum health, and yeah, she'll realize yeah. that eventually when she, she doesn't have to get her gums funny. replaced or whatever they do. <laughs> she's going to think back fondly on that parting gift. Yeah. I um. Yeah. But I mean, I have been in a car. Uh, few times with you on your podcast so i mean there 
there is a good chance that you just thought Bridger smells terrible and it's time somebody turns that around. You've always had your fragrance and your appearance together and this in no way is a reflection of that, Stanky. Bridger! (laughs) You don't come on my podcast and try to insult my body odor. I never would. I'm showering daily. I've got the deodorant. I'm doing everything I can. And if and if that's not good enough for the world, then damn them. And and I am not calling you smelly. In fact, <laughs> I should be this. Hello, pot. This is kettle. I am stinky right now. I'm so smelly. The only thing covering it is the sample spray of the gift I gave you. <laughs> I had to make sure it smelled good. And, and so it just kind of went on one shoulder. I have one good shoulder. And the no, other I think it, I think this truly does smelling again. Oh, this also doubles as a COVID test. This is a quick like, oh, my sense, my smell sense still is operating. Right. Maybe I just That's- use that for the next six months just when I need to double check. Yeah, there's so many reminders in there. It's it's called Everyone Wears a Mask. I still don't know why. It probably had something to do with the the small painting that someone kept and then gave the perfume away. Or, yeah. or uh, it, I think it. I went to a website and it looked like it was an artist series that where it came with a piece of art. That's why the bag is severed in half with kitchen shears. Oh, I didn't you even know, notice it's that. Like, it's missing something. And I think a piece of art. <laughs> but the important thing is here, which is this beautiful smell. I I am not good at uh, identifying smells, but I feel like it's almost a woodsy pine smell. Is that the yes, guess? Is it that what is, you think? It's kind of an outdoorsy masculine smell, but it's also, I don't know. I went back and forth. I'm like, is this too girly? Is this too mat? It's right in the middle. It really, it's really a good fragrance. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't, it, it's not overpowering. It feels like I, someone who's just emerged from the woods or something, and I'm happy to have that aura about me. Somebody who's just been out in the forest, you know, yeah. collecting berries or something. I think that probably because it is, it actually has berries and, and, and lavender and things like that. This is one of those organic, uh, perfumes. It's an organic perfume. What are, yeah. what are non-organic perfumes putting into their, what is that? Oh, just Dracar Noir with a little sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Brute Fabergé with some soda, baking soda. I don't know. No, wait, know. do you, are you a cologne wearer? No. Okay. Uh, but I was given cologne. Have you ever been? I, yeah, I was given cologne as a gift and every time I wore it, just one spray into the air and then you walk into it, through it, through right. the cloud like a gentleman. And then I would go out and everyone was like, you smell so good. I was hearing that so much that I was like, oh, I should have been wearing cologne. Yeah, I guess that, uh, you do the light walk through and you just got a pleasant smell. If you're spraying it directly onto yourself, you're immediately a gigolo or something. But, right, exactly. Uh, yeah. I think I that why aren't we doing I open my this? shirt and I spray the medallion I'm wearing. <laughs> uh, no, and that, that bottle will last you. I mean, this bottle I had lasted... Eight years, I think, because I'm just doing wow. one, one spray walkthroughs occasionally. Yeah. I feel yeah. like my, uh, I mean, I'm not going to have children, but, you know, my, my niece's 
children are going to be going through my things after I've died, and they're going to find a half-empty bottle of this, and then they'll continue to use it. It'll yeah, be a yeah. scent for generations. See, that's what gift-giving is all about, like how many people can receive it in the future. Exactly. And this is also, it provides kind of a sensory element to this podcast, which is if people want to go out and purchase this cologne... While listening to the podcast, they can take, you know, the occasional whiff and it's suddenly, you know, like almost like a novelty 3D movie experience where right. you're you're in the room with us. You're smelling yeah. the cologne. You're smelling what I'm going to be smelling like for decades. Like the picture book that came along with the War of the Worlds audio soundtrack. Wait, right? is that true? Yeah, yeah. I had one as a kid. It was horrifying. What was it? War of the Worlds originally my dad remembers it. It there was that Orwell. What was his name? Orson Welles. Orson Welles. Thank you. Not James Orwell. Uh, <laughs> I don't read. Anyway, he they're just listening to the radio one day, and it comes on like a like an emergency broadcast. Right, like a real thing. And everyone was horrified. And they, I when I was a kid, I was given that, and I think my dad presented it in a way like this is real. And I listened to it and I was like, oh, my God, this is lost footage of aliens abducting us, <laughs> even though there was an illustrated book that came with it. Yeah, that uh, it <laughs> feels like we're giving it away pretty quickly with an illustrated book. But but yeah, I love that kind of sensory like, oh, this is the sights and sounds. Yeah, so I feel like what maybe about the sounds and smells of have you ever no gifts? Have you ever gone to one of those? Movie theaters that like shakes you or sprays you in the face. Yeah, yeah. Universal I've never been Studios to one. Does it like a bug's life? You know, a bug mm. flies by and you get bug spit in your face, <laughs> right? Or they like run under your seat, so it feels yeah, like you've yeah. got bugs in your pants. Or honey, I shrunk the kids. At one point, a dog sneezes in your face. It's always disgusting liquids that you don't yeah, want. On yeah, you. it's never a pleasant like. <laughs> here's a taste of cake. It's just yeah. whatever slime they can throw at the audience. Yeah, and, and there's a, a virtual Transformers ride. That's a pretty new one. It's fun. And at one point, uh, uh, there's a street urchin, a hobo man that just turns and pees in that oh, mist. I, th I thought it was kind of a out of uh, I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Richard. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, they, so I, the Transformers ride, there was a homeless man that pees on the audience. I, I, it's all this I feels like of. a real it's bad a, move on the part of it, Universal it, Studios. It's very real. I mean, it's part of the scariness of, uh, you know, Decepticons are coming. There's Optimus Prime. Oh, my God. You're also dodging a human man's urine. <laughs> I always go dirty. I'm really sorry. This was such a clean episode. Up till now. That's fine. When My Michael Bay gets in the picture, you've just got to go dirty. It's just <laughs> Michael Bay, our, you know, legend uh, creator of so many beautiful pieces of art that have led yeah. to this theme park ride where <laughs> we're somehow making fun of homeless people peeing on uh a theme park guards. I didn't know who else would pee in the camera. I should have just stopped with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> <laughs> Always stop with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> Leave with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Well, I'm very excited to try this on. I mean, I, we'll, uh, we'll see what the world thinks. Obviously, the, there are very few people smelling me right now. 
Yeah, I know, me too, yeah. I mean, hopefully in the next six months or so, I'm going to make my big debut as a new person who has like a pleasant scent people want to be around. You know, the first person I hug post-quarantine is going to get a whiff of this uh, foresty delight, and they're going to just soak it in. Yeah, yeah. Or they're going to be repulsed and be like, what happened to Bridger? Too woodsy. Too woodsy. He's been living in the forest for the last year. Yeah, I think someone, there's maybe sap on your clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm always just constantly a little bit sticky. So that's just something people have to deal with. I've got (laughs) syrup, honey all over me. So, but that's the Bridger experience. That's what people have to deal with. I don't know what to tell them. Chris, how do you feel about playing a game? Oh, I love games. Do you want to play? We have two game choices, and I'm going to let you pick Gift or a Curse or Gift Master. Gift Master, please. Okay, gift. this is how Gift Master works. I'm going to give you three potential gifts, items, experiences, whatever, and I'm going to tell you three celebrities. Okay. You have to tell me which of those gifts you'll give which celebrity. Does that make this sense? This is like fuck, Mary kill, but it's gifts. I don't know. <laughs> sure um, But what I need from you is a number between 1 and 10 7 Okay, I have to go calculate some things I have to, you know, it's a random list So for sure. the next amount of time, who knows You get to promote something, you get to recommend something You have the mic, just use your time wisely Don't let this opportunity pass you by I'll be right back Okay, great Well, I, I guess I'll just promote my special I mean, I... Logically, what I should be doing is using the bathroom. I have had to pee so badly, but I want everyone to watch Rescue Cactus. That's my new comedy concert. It is on Vimeo On Demand or the website wearegnarly.com. That's W-E-R-E-N-A-R-L-Y. That's gnarly without a G. I wanted to make it very hard to get access to Rescue Cactus. It is on Vimeo On Demand, my new comedy special. And soon we'll be playing uh, a gift version of Blank Mary Kill. I wonder what the gifts will be and who the celebrities will be. Let's just hope one of them is Ashley Judd. I am watching Double Jeopardy, a film that loosely based on uh, the movie Fugitive. It's actually no different, but it's Ashley Judd instead of Harrison Ford wrongly accused for the murder of his spouse. enough is enough. Oh, sorry. I've calculated the time has come to play the game. Great. A pretty decent use of that time. You fell apart a little in the middle, but you're everything's fine. We're ready to gotcha, play. Gotcha. Well, I, I didn't master. get to the Tommy Lee Jones is in both movies. Anyway, go, go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. All right. These are the three gifts you have to give away. First, mm-hmm. a novelty mailbox. So that could be any type of novelty mailbox you want. You know, they come in all shapes and sizes. Sure. Second gift is a Senate seat. And third gift that you will be giving. Where is it on here? I've already lost it. And this is a disaster. I've let's see here. Oh, you know, this is uh, something you'd buy at, I guess you buy them at hardware stores or something, a bag of ladybugs. Are you familiar with those where you're able to just buy a bunch of bugs in a bag? Are they dead or alive? They're alive. This is oh. a real thing. Are you sure it's not for fishing? This is not for fishing. Okay. And I think okay. you can order them online. It's a bag. 
literally full of ladybugs, and I assume that's to like you unleash them on your garden or whatever to kill right. pests or an or an enemy or yeah. an enemy, or you like uh, leave them in a, a church and they get out and suddenly you know, or it's a fun gag for the members of that church yeah whatever you want to do that's that's basically what's happening here i i you know this is a randomly picked thing so sometimes you get an object that needs to be explained bag of ladybugs you know what a senate seat is so i don't need to explain that and you're going to be giving them to the following celebrities okay musician saint vincent certainly terrific actor and bless her she's always good Catherine keener And finally, a little bit more controversial at this point in his life, musician Morrissey. Okay, I am not going to give the Senate seat to Morrissey. We've ruled him out. (laughs) And I mean, is it the obvious? Do you care to explain? He uh, he there's been glimmers that he's perhaps on the wrong side of uh, the politics of sane people. So I don't want him to be in control in any way that Uh, probably makes sense yeah uh, he's gotten into some racial territory that doesn't feel right but but i do uh i forgot which it was i he's racist yeah it was like what who does he hate (laughs) he has hate in him but we all knew that making some big bad statements that you know morrissey needs to figure it out yeah and stop writing you're not a good writer uh this <laughs> book is very strange and erotic i've never um, read the book i i just um this is from april april richardson who uh is was former possibly back to just liking the music you know it's a lot like right. michael jackson once you get you, the, that beat hits your and your legs start shaking you can't not dance <laughs> and i love uh, the Smiths, and of course, I, can't, I and I lyrically just the darkness. I feel like creatively, he is someone that is in his own world. So I'm going to give him a mini dollhouse sized, just because that's one of my interests. Uh, <laughs> and and as a reminder for him to say stay in, in indoors and and keep his thoughts uh, quarantined into a tiny tiny house uh the 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 little mailbox will i'm giving him a miniature dollhouse size mailbox oh so a mailbox that cannot receive mail yes yes (laughs) terrific i'm going to give the senate seat uh to Catherine keener oh Uh, i just uh i i've only seen her once and it wasn't a speech but it she uh she remastered and put out uh the movie style wars which is about the beginning of uh, breakdancing and, and graffiti what? and early hip hop. It's it's a great movie. And she brought some of these kids, their kids in the movie. Like, if you ever that Beastie Boys album you went and pretended to like when you were a kid, you know, all the uh, pre- not pretended. I will say I, I love a I love a Beastie Boys album. <laughs> well, Belinda Carlisle's better, in my opinion. But <laughs> I listen to Beastie Boys, too. And uh, or whatever you I forgot what yours were. But there's that that sample that's like, yeah, I heard she's been giving it up to all those graffiti guys. Right. I get, like those kids. That's all audio from this movie. And it's a great movie. And some of them were there speaking with her. And she cared so much about graffiti culture from the 80s. It was just like. She seems like someone that is passionate about things that she doesn't necessarily. You wouldn't know. I think she's you would. I would have never guessed this with Kathy. Right. She's filled with surprises. 
Um, and she and, seems like a sensible, you know, she's not going to make any stupid moves in the Senate. I feel like she probably should be in the Senate. Yeah, and I love, she's dry, she's sarcastic, I and she's smart, and she probably intimidates the right men, you know? And the uh, thickest head of hair in Hollywood, let's yeah, say let's it. Not, it. I didn't even want, her hair, <laughs> can we not, I could talk an hour about her hair. <laughs> I, I actually can't picture it, I'm thinking of, it was, it was, it was bound back, I think, in being John Malkovich to where we didn't notice. Oh, her. right, right, right. Uh, but she's great in that. She has my vote on the Senate. Uh, the third gift being the bag of ladybugs uh, <laughs> I'm going to give to St. Vincent. I feel like during one of her stage performances or Coachella or something, uh, she could come out, you know, and and unleash them at, like confetti and everyone. Imagine that you're on stage this and then incredible. ladybugs just emerge from a pouch. <laughs> Uh, on on her side, she has a <laughs> wait from of, a couch, a pouch. She has oh, a pouch. Or a I was fan. imagining kind of I, that was giving me some real bed bug imagery, and I was yeah. thinking that doesn't she, feel right. She comes out on stage on this wheeled sofa. She's sitting <laughs> on it, and on her side is this handmade leather pouch or fanny pack. <laughs> she opens that up like some kind of a gelfling or a pixie lady, <laughs> and from it are these magical ladybugs, and they fly into the audience and land on everyone's shoulders and then she does one of her hit songs i, I don't know any of them right now but i know i've loved her work in the past so she gets the bag of bugs i think Catherine that's Keener brilliant gets the senate seat and morrissey gets a tiny little mailbox everyone I gets what they deserve decision. yeah i think that that was fantastic and i can't i mean i feel like saint vincent is gonna do that we're gonna have to sue her for the idea <laughs> yeah yeah i, I mean saint so. uh, vincent also known as uh, first name Annie, it, we know you're out there. If at any moment ladybugs emerge from your stage show, Chris Fairbanks will see you in court. Yes, or you I can want. collaborate, and uh, you know, I I feel like that's I, a great I, idea. I just want ten percent of those bugs. <laughs> For your own gardening purposes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That actually feels like a, an eco-friendly version of confetti. You're sending out these bugs to destroy other bugs yeah. and keep our gardens beautiful. And the funny thing that people don't realize about ladybugs when you let them crawl on you because they're pretty, they fucking bite. They bite? And then they, and then they piss orange liquid on you. What? I had them <laughs> Neither of these things have happened to me. What? They they bite hard. Ladybugs bite and they bite hard. They're mean little ladies. I, I had no idea. This is shocking. I'm not, I'm not shitting you, man. We're they all letting bite. them go on us whenever they feel like and they're yeah. biting. And they they mate and kill, right? Well, they do. Thing. You know, they're murderers. They're out there yeah. destroying the the more pesty style bugs. But the, I, have kind been of, bit, I feel like heroes. I've been bit by ladybugs and been really surprised, but you know, you don't squish them. You're like, but you're beautiful, and you let them fly away. Wow, that I need to. I mean, I'm willing for a uh, to let a ladybug bite me just for the experience. I need to. Maybe I'll order a bag and just let them go in my apartment <laughs> and see what happens. I'm very let, curious. Ladybugs in Montana are really big. Maybe that's they get. Oh, to the, it's the Montana ladybugs. That yeah, are they they really have some teeth on them. Well, you did an incredible job there. I think that that was just an outstanding use of uh, those gifts. 
So we're going to move into the final segment of this podcast where real life people need some actual help giving gifts to people. They're writing into I said no gifts at gmail.com. They're desperate. They need the help of two strangers to give someone in their life a gift. Let me read a the first letter right now. Okay. Bridger, I have a mother. Um, like all of us, I suppose. Okay, great. Uh, but she has money and the ability to buy anything she wants. We also live a far, we live far apart, so experiences we can share are out. Um, she enjoys true crime, law, skinny margaritas, and the color teal. That's really all I've got. Thanks, and that's from Casey. So Casey, the mom has a lot of money. This is, this is always trouble with, someone older or more successful that yeah. they struggle to find them something that they can use that they don't already have. And, and nothing, they, this, yeah, nothing stresses me out more than, Oh, so then it just has to be thoughtful. It's like, right. Oh boy, can I just throw money at this problem? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, okay. So first of all, Casey, I'm seeing the words teal. The first thing that comes to mind this is going to cost. I actually don't know what this is going to cost at this point, but I picture. I always associate the word teal with a Pontiac Grand Am. <laughs> oh man, you have to buy a car. I feel like you've got to get her. A, you know, like a 1998 Pontiac Grand Am. That's immediately something that she can. Uh, it's a lot of teal. Yeah. It's uh, functioning or not. She's going to be shocked, and but she's also going to. It's going to be difficult for her to deny when it's her favorite color. Yeah, and, and reminiscent of the ending scene of Thelma and Louise, where a teal Chevy launches off the side of a cliff <laughs> as they clasp each other's hands. I Sorry, I just went into a dream world. So no, no I mean, about? but speaking of experiences you can share, drive off a cliff in a Pontiac Grand Am with your mom. Yeah, it's a great last You both have a bonding. skinny margarita, and you've, you're a little tipsy, and suddenly it feels like a good idea to Thelma and Louise it. I don't know. That feels like a, a gift that can't be denied, and also incorporates true crime. I mean, suddenly we're all talking about this lady. She may not get to experience it, but I don't know. That feels like a decent gift. I mean, otherwise, uh, true crime, law, I mean, law that... Casey, come on! What gift? Uh, what What are you giving anyone who enjoys law? That, that like what gift? Uh, maybe I guess a book about. Uh, there's got to be a good. I'm thinking. I read a a decent book about the actually an excellent book about the IRA, uh, called. Tell I believe it's called Tell No One. That's a good true crime historical. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope that's what it's called because otherwise, but it's an excellent book. And if she enjoys that sort of thing, I, that's a genuine recommendation. Right, right. Chris, do you have any ideas? I, for this I person? do. And I think she is into law, I'm guessing, uh, because it has a, it's a big, it's a big part in solving crimes. Like, like I'm watching that, the HBO documentary about Michelle McNamara. Oh, that? sure, sure. And, and so much of it was her doing her own detective work and, and crime research. It's a big part of like murder mystery. It's, it's really interesting. So anyway, you should just get her that, that book or, or just, uh, a t with a teal bookmark in it. Oh, a or, good, a nice quality bookmark is not a bad idea it, with along with the book. And I'm realizing, like, yeah, the book I recommended is actually called Say Nothing. Not tell no one, say nothing. Okay. Similar okay. things. 
But yeah, we get her the book. Maybe you make the bookmark. Maybe it's made out of a beautiful teal fabric. Maybe it has the color uh, teal Pontiac Grand Am picture on it. Right, right. That's more affordable. And it and it makes a book more personal. Like, it is kind of personal to say, hey, I want you to read this book. But you are just like buying a book you got on Amazon. So you can really personalize it with a nice handmade bookmark. Like, I'm picturing a, a strip of teal leather or maybe faux leather if she's vegan. <laughs> well, I feel like, a, is there, can you get teal leather that's not vegan? I sure, guess, you have to go to the Southwest to some yeah. kind of a, a Southwestern art store. There's teal leather uh, with fringes. And, oh, and I would love that It's usually on bookmark. a vest or something. Yeah, you have it like on the lapel of a vest. You just rip that off. You buy the vest. You rip off the... <laughs> The teal leather, and you jam that into your favorite book about crime. <laughs> and then there's the possibility of driving a, off a cliff is always there. Keep that in mind. Okay, Casey, we're moving on. We have to answer at least one more person's question. Okay, Chris. Uh, this says, hello, I am Russian as fuck. My grandmother is turning 88 in July. She's the type of woman who moved to America in her retirement, learned to drive and rollerblade, traveled the world, buried her late-life boyfriend directly next to my grandfather, and refuses to use a walker despite having suffered some legit falls because that shit for old people. She's I a badass, it. compassionate, and all-around awesome person with some very slight dementia. I love her, but she's impossible to shop for. Any ideas? That's from Anna. Or maybe Anna. I never know with a Russian person if it's Anna or Anna, but it's A-N-N-A. This grandmother sounds fantastic. This is a, yeah, I mean, this person that, is living life. That list, I mean, my favorite is the burying her boyfriend next to her first husband. Right. Like, this is where I keep my This man. is my man collection. Yeah, it's great. It's like a bag of ladybugs. St. <laughs> yeah, that... Vincent throws her boyfriends onto the audience. Dead. And rollerblading. I, that's so cool. Did yeah, it this say is... when she was rollerblading? Like recently? Well, I, let's just assume 87. I mean, this, uh, she's, so I feel cool. like this person is probably still rollerblading. And, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, I, that, so. What did we get her? I, I mean, I feel like she's still up for an adventure or some sort of excitement. This is somebody that you really want to get out in the world. She, you don't want to give her like a puzzle. Get right, her out. No. Uh, I mean, she rollerblades. Maybe it's time she learns uh, to uh, what ice skate or what's a skateboard. Yeah, Maybe... she should skateboard. I mean, rollerblading—it's better exercise. You get that side to side. Uh, you know, it works your certain muscle groups. But skateboarding is really what everyone wants to be doing. There's a right. woman called Elaine Shawcross, who's a, a woman from. England, who died a few months ago, but she, uh, in her, I believe, 70s, decided, I want to learn to do a shove it, a skateboard trick called a shove it on right. a skateboard. She was, she was, had cancer. She was in remission. It was breast cancer. It was spreading. And then she'd go through, uh, chemo again. And it was all on this Instagram account that I think her daughter's husband was curating and, Everyone, the skateboard community fell in love with this this woman who had videos of her trying to do this trick on her carpet. Right. And then she'd be back in the hospital so she wouldn't be trying to learn the trick. And then she'd be back. And every I, I love that the skateboard industry, like, 
it's weird. Yeah, I just got emotional. It, it, she So yesterday was the national shove it day, and I forgot to film myself doing this trick. But uh, yeah, she was really neat lady. That's and she incredible. was like learning to skateboard later, later in life as a cancer person, you know, a cancer person. But well, then maybe uh, yeah, I have it, I have hope to learn to skateboard. Yeah, yeah, it was really hopeful. Everyone jumped like it was. It was everyone loved this woman. And, well, then yeah, it sounds like yeah. maybe there's some uh, maybe this grandma can learn to skateboard. Or, yeah, you know, just get some padded shorts. That's what I wear because <laughs> I I don't want to land on my metal hip. It hurts real bad, so I I wear these padded shorts under my pants. <laughs> right, and if uh, if. Uh, real skateboarding is too much. Maybe it's time to pick her up a copy of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Right. You very, you're very right. You know, they, there's a new one out. Oh, it of course. It just got released. Get this, and the graphics uh, are, uh, are insane. Yeah, get her Get that. this woman a PlayStation and a copy. I feel like she's... this. It feels like it, she will be doing new things until the day she joins her boyfriend and her ex-husband, or yeah. her former husband. Let's get her playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and, you know, totally. racking up combos. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, you don't want to put her traveling It's, it's at her age. It's it, Otherwise, you know, maybe a, let's get her a trip to Paris and then a copy of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, the reissue. It's a, the ideal grandma gift. Yeah, that This combo? is what we should all be getting our grandmas. <laughs> okay, Anna, we, trip to Paris. She's got Tony Hawk's <laughs> Pro Skater. She's having the time of her life. She's 14 again. <laughs> uh, go ahead and get her that. Don't even think about any other option. That's yeah. what you've got to get her. <laughs> Throw in a teal bookmark. And maybe some cologne. It's <laughs> yeah. time for grandma to start wearing cologne. Well, I think that we've answered, as usual, have absolutely nailed the gift recommendations for these people. No one can even begin to complain, even imagine to complain that this is, advice is not good. This I is agree. excellent advice coming from yep. two people who know gift giving. Yep. Chris, yep. it's been absolutely so wonderful having you here i it's lovely to see you and now i have this new thing to add to my personality which is being someone who wears cologne i know i, I, just, I, I might can go experiment out and, yeah yeah i, I want to get some for myself too and Let's become cologne people yes i think it's time we become <laughs> real cologne. we get some track suits and <laughs> just start wearing tons of cologne well the next time that we see each other in person we'll hopefully we'll be able to give each other a hug and there's going to be a moment where you're going to say that's the cologne bridger's yeah. got the cologne on he didn't forget and it's going to be thrilling it's going to be a whole new world and I can't wait for the day. Yeah, and you'll know I'm. You, you'll know that hug's coming because you'll smell me around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like a Pepe Le Pew style yeah. scent floating through the air. <laughs> uh, um, well, thank you so much for being here. You're. It's been a delight. And, yeah, so uh, much fun. Good to see you too. Yeah, hopefully we'll be able to see each other in person at some point in the next 50 years yeah like at a party or a right. other human gathering sitting next to each other at a movie or maybe you see me at a skate park and i've learned a skill oh i'd love it you never know <laughs> um well that's the end of the show everybody thank you for listening and thank you to chris and let's all go uh you know enjoy ourselves let's have a nice rest of our day goodbye 
I Said No Gifts isn't exactly a right production. It's engineered by Earth Angel Stephen Ray Morris. The theme song is by Miracle Worker Amy Mann. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at I Said No Gifts. And if you have a question or need help getting a gift for someone in your life, email me at I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're at it? I invited you here Thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home 